overseas and I went to Amsterdam. My dad uh, uh, was uh, in World War II. He was a lot uh, older than I was. Well, obviously he was older than I was. <laughs> he had me when he was an, uh, an older fella. And he, uh, he served in World War II and he liberated uh, Holland, you know, uh, from the icy grip of uh, that dork Hitler, you know. So, and, uh, you know, with Hitler, the more I learn about that guy, the more I don't care for him. <laughs> that, of course, is the great late Norm MacDonald. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Carnival Personnel Sideshow. I'm Jacques. Uh, this is Joe. Actually, no, this is Biff. But you know what would be really cool? What if would somebody be really cool? knew comedy like Joe would show up at one of these things. Hey, what are you guys talking about there? Huh? Hey, who, who's this? And this is Norm from the dead. <laughs> See, I, uh, you see, I died, right? But now, now I'm back. Isn't that amazing? It, it is pretty great. Um, and although, time out. I don't. One thing, uh, God, when He sent me down to <laughs> back to Earth, right? He said, "You're not gonna sound like you. You're gonna sound like this guy, right? Who did a podcast of all things." <laughs> To like six people, but then he stopped. I think he went. I think he went to do a a movie with Carrot Top. It's like I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. Well, what was that? This is it, Joe. This it, is real. It, I'm it, here it, and proving once again why life is infinitely better when you're around, Joe. So true. Uh, well, welcome back. And, and again, uh, it's always so bittersweet when we do these sideshow tributes to these, you know, movie, usually comedic comedy legends. I, I, I did the other day and I said it. Um, Joe always says it's an old saying when, when somebody we like dies and they're still actively, you know, whether they were out touring or, or still doing movies into their 90s. It's like they die with dates on the book. And I said, Norm died with dates on the book to see his oncologist hey oh <laughs> and, and my my wife looked at me like i'm a horrible person and then i said tell me that's not a norm mcdonald joke like like tell me <laughs> that that you know uh the more i learn about this uh this hitler guy uh not a fan <laughs> you, know, not, you know i mean that that's just a typical norm thing and it's anyways it's great that you could join Biff and I, Joe. Thank you. And one of the big things I like to talk about, we saw him. Joe and I went to see him in 2019. Um, oh, cool. cool. I, I, Joe just, Joe, it was one of those wonderful yeah. times when I showed up to record a podcast and Joe said, oh, by the way, on this date, we're going to go see Norm. Not, hey, let's go see Norm McDonald. Hey, Norm McDonald's coming to town. It's like, you will go to this. You will <laughs> like it. And uh and gosh, gone it, I did. I did. As did our friend Jim. Yes. And I was so excited to buy those Norm McDonald tickets that I got the news that they were on sale, like while I was like driving. And I was, I think it was lunchtime. And I went into, I think, a Taco Bell drive through. And while I was in the drive through, I was like, I'm buying four tickets to go see Norm McDonald's. And <laughs> I'm going to force my friends to come with me. And if one of them, perchance, can't make it, just one empty seat next to, two of my other good friends to see Norm <laughs> McDonald. So that's what I did. And, and yeah, I just, uh, I, I had to see Norm live because growing up, uh, a, you know, a Gen Xer, you know, slash millennial, you know, he, he came on the scene, like, as I was coming, as I was like coming into high school, you know, so that's right, right. Like that's a perfect spot. time for him to, to be in your world. And yeah. I, I honestly, J Joe and I have talked about doing a show and keeping a list of all the things we inflectively say, probably the top 10 in the top 10 of both of our lists, we both say, or so the Germans would have us believe <laughs> on on a near daily basis, completely out of context and for no reason. I mean, the number of times I mutter that under my breath when, you know, it's like the wife will say, hey, did you remember to pick up X, Y, Z at the store? It's like, yes, I did. Or so the Germans would have us believe. Like, like, I don't know who I'm saying. I mean, I'm saying it to 
five less people than listen to the podcast show and you said it was a podcast that six people listen to and and it, it's true so so because of the age gap yeah that that's right right your absolute perfect time to really fall hard into the word of snl well and but he was like pretty prolific even before snl right i mean that's probably why he got the gig in the first place right because i saw him like all over hbo you know prior to that and so he was also a writer on roseanne oh um, right 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 first writing gig yeah and in he fact, appeared yeah, on sitcoms yeah. now and then but right yeah he was a, he was a regular when, when hbo was the king the undisputed king of comedy yeah. you know you, you you would see him on on, on specials and like, like young comedian specials, right? Like right. the the Montreal Comedy Fest and in yeah. different different things that he yeah. would like headline or have like you know a prime spot at. And one of the has- earlier things that I saw him on was, you know, in the early days of Comedy Central, they would run these bits, like these short stand-up bits. It was like yep, a lot yep. of their original programming yep. was yeah. was like curated stand-up bits. Yep. And I think one of the main shows that was on an early comedy central days was a show called short attention span theater. And they would have like yep. a news desk set up and they would just like cut away to brief snippets of standup routines from different standups about a, a specific topic. And Norm was a frequent player in those montages. And that's like, well, I think that's the first time I saw Norm McDonald. And then okay. when he went on SNL in 93, that's uh, you know, that's like, oh, okay, yes, the the world has accepted Norm McDonald <laughs> as much as I've accepted Norm McDonald. Okay, and I I think Norm, like a lot of the comedians that we the three of us tend to like, are comedians that real comedians love. You know, he was a favorite by all the people that we like in the in the mid to late eighties and um. And, and, and into the 90s and stuff like that, where he really became a household name. Let's talk about just SNL for a second. Joe, is there anything funnier than Turd Ferguson? I mean, oh anything God, funnier Ferguson. than Turd Ferguson? I mean, you went right to the top. Like, we're yeah. not even doing a top 10. We're yeah. just doing the no, top no, one. No, no, I didn't do, I, you know, I, we could talk as Larry King, which was great. We could talk as Bob Dole, which anybody, anybody under 40 have any idea who Bob Dole is now? <laughs> now he did an amazing impression of Bob Dole, but right now that's in the who the fuck cares category. We're going right to Turd I Ferguson. Mean, I mean, Turd Ferguson is really, I mean, it's, it's, it's that secondary character of the actual impression, which was the Burt Reynolds, right? I mean, Burt Reynolds, yeah. right? And so that's why, I mean, Turd Ferguson is just one bit on that that recurring uh character that he played so i mean that whole burt reynolds thing uh, especially because you know he played that opposite the will ferrell doing the straight man right that was i mean that was what was great about it right yeah and what i didn't really realize i knew what obviously what uh, burt reynolds you know looked like you know like cannonball run days and you know kind of like his his zenith of his powers but I had no idea how much Burt Reynolds really resembled or the vice versa. Norm Macdonald really resembled Burt Reynolds, like as in his youth, like in the deliverance days, you know, like, <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah. You know? So um, yeah. When they did celebrity jeopardy with uh, Norm Macdonald doing Burt Reynolds, it was like, um, yeah, it was like something, something that magically, it's it was like a it was like a an explosion of like perfect storm of comedy you know like yep. the norm mcdonald he's already kind of like it's almost like he's already influenced by like a, he's part bob dylan part part burt reynolds in a way you know just kind of like too cool for the room yeah you yep. know and then you then then just to give that character a square like alex trebek <laughs> to play against like somebody who just wants to play the game and wants to get on with it and has to battle each question uphill with these three moronic celebrity contestants. <laughs> and one of them, you know, obviously you have the, the Sean Connery being like the, the probably the greatest the foil yeah. yeah, to Alex Trebek. But close second is Burt Reynolds, a.k.a. Turd Ferguson, because, you know, <laughs> Turd Ferguson, funny name, <laughs> funny hat. <laughs> It's a cowboy hat, but it's bigger. <laughs> Found this backstage. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a 
giant foam uh, cowboy hat, but it's funny because it's a, uh, you know, it's uh, a <laughs> bigger than uh, yeah. Yeah, a regular hat. Uh, Colin Jost, and this is years, years ago, point blank has said a number of times. It's like he's trying to do when he's doing the news. Like that's who he's modeling his delivery after that. Like that was always his guy that he just like, you know, because he's in your age range, Joe. Like, so he probably same thing, you know, sophomore year in high school, like, you know, just pout around like, you know, I don't, I don't know what he did. Wait, who, 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 who was doing that? Colin Jost. Um, Colin Jost. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so Norm McDonald was like his template for doing the news and how he does it. Well, like Seth Myers was specifically like the one when, when he, when Seth did his kind of eulogy to Norm, he said like he would have to beat out the Norm McDonald from his yes. delivery of the news. Oh, how did that story go? That oh, because I heard um, Norm Macdonald talk about that, where where he was, somebody was like, oh, why is he talking like you? And he's like, well, that's how time works, you know. <laughs> oh, that's right. His his son saw Seth Mc, Seth uh, Myers do the weekend update, and saw, you know, saw the delivery, and he was watching it with Norm in the background, and he turns to Norm, his dad, and he goes, yeah. He'd, Hey, Dad, this guy on TV, you talk like him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he talks like me. That's how time works. You know? yeah. It's like, yeah, no, that's a, it is. It, it, it was classic. And, you know, uh, one, you know, and again, when I said like other comedians love him, when you hear about I, I'm trying to think, was it John Oliver? Was somebody at the Emmy, like a couple people at the Emmys mentioned, you know, Norm Macdonald. And was it John Oliver who called out specifically or was it Seth Myers specifically calling out? You have to go and watch Norm Macdonald tell the moth joke on Conan. It's like like I, I, I can't remember which one it was. It was John Oliver when he accepted his Emmy for last week tonight. Right, right. He specifically said and, and then and then Seth Myers on his show maybe didn't single out the moth thing, but singled out. It's like you got to go watch clips of Norm on uh, on Conan, but and, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves here because okay. if we're trying, are we trying to do sort of a yeah, we'll do a, a linear retrospective so, of so Norm McDonald. You're trying we have to run the show you, like you, you trying, Yeah, Please. you're trying to place order on Jock. I mean, <laughs> well, I know how many years did you do this? <laughs> uh, well, you know, he's he's like you know uh, uh, James Woods on Family Guy. Ooh, a piece of candy. A piece of candy. Ooh, a piece of candy. <laughs> what? What? Next time they've fallen for this twice. Next time, let's start with this. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. So, so okay. So Saturday Night Live, everybody has their great. I got fired because of X, Y, and Z from Saturday Night Live. Norm had stated for years that the guy who was head of NBC at the time was an actual friend, like a good friend, a pal of OJ Simpson. And, and just did not appreciate the relentless, you know. The well, relentless. it was Don Olmeyer. Yeah, he was the president of like C, uh, NBC Entertainment. Right, right, right. And, oh, okay. You know, he he oversaw Saturday Night Live, but didn't really produce it. He was the president of NBC Entertainment. And uh, th I think there was, you know, I think maybe during the trial, Don Olmeyer put up with the OJ jokes because you couldn't avoid oj simpson jokes at the time it was just like it was you know they they, they would have been weird but i think maybe two years after <laughs> well, the I, the not guilty verdict um and well, norm mcdonald not relenting on the oj simpson jokes and shoehorning in an oj joke every <laughs> chance he could get uh it but got they were great jokes skin. they'd be great jokes you know it's like of course oj's innocent if he's guilty of anything it's murdering those two people. <laughs> Murder is legal in the state of California. That's how we announced the O.J. Simpson verdict. So, weekend update. So he did. He got he 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 says that that's why he got let go from from SNL. And then he went on to. Uh, did you see Dirty Works? I watched it actually this week in preparation for this podcast. After you were so kind to invite me. And by the way. Huge fan, guys. I mean, you know, <laughs> they say don't meet your heroes because, but I just wanted to, I just want to put it out there. Just going to put it out there. I don't care who knows. No care. 
Don't care. So, so what? But yeah, you- I did watch. I watched Dirty Work, so I, I'm looking at it now with fresher eyes, and it's it's still very funny. It's still very funny. I saw it in the theaters actually with our friend Jim. I oh, believe. nice! Wow. And yeah, you know, it came out in 1997, and I was wait, was it 97? Maybe I would have been 20. Wow. Yeah, or something like that. Nine, 19. And uh, yeah, it's just it's funny because they went they wrote it as an R-rated movie. And uh, in, in subsequent years, when Dirty Work was released, I think it was released against like some like, uh, I forget what it was, but it was like some teenage comedy or something like that that had like a teenage audience. And it was like, oh, there goes our, you know, 12 year old audience. Because <laughs> what had happened was originally went for an R rating, but the studio kept putting pressure on them to make it PG-13 to broaden the audience to kind of bring in a bigger box office. Uh, Bob Saget was the director. <laughs> and as Artie Lang, who was his uh, co-host, or co-star in the movie, would go on to say, uh, he, he'd relay the, the, uh, the story of how um, Don Rickles also co-starred in Dirty Work. He, um, he's telling the story like how Don Rickles says, I, I saw Martin Scorsese you know, and I told him, uh, Bob Sag is directing a movie. The man grabbed his chest. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but yeah. And the other, another star of dirty work was uh, Chevy Chase. And apparently Mm. uh, Chevy Chase, like during the film, he was like, they're going to try to make, they're going to, he was telling Norm and Saget and anybody who was within earshot. uh, Hey, don't let them make this a PG 13 movie just don't like it, it's not gonna you, you, it's a lose-lose situation this is a funny script as it is but you know they caved and yeah it's a kind of a mediocre eh, right eh, mediocre outing but it does have a, a good uh anal rape joke which i <laughs> which i i always appreciate can't get when enough I, anal rape jokes <laughs> no it's a, when he when they when they get thrown into jail first of all they're going to jail like they were arrested they were in like one of those like tv jail cells you know where it was like a, a couple of benches and all the guys were sitting on it and some of them were wearing flannel and whatever and so you know norm's talking to Artie, and he's like um you know i, I don't like prison man because you, you know what happens in prison and Artie's like what what happens in prison it's like you know what happens in prison is like the big thing. And then a guy approaches them and it's like, Hey, you pretty boy, let's go. And then Norm, <laughs> Norm goes off screen and they cut to another scene. They come back and then Norm is, up, you know, walking back into frame, pulling up his pants above his underwear. And he goes, you know, what hurts the most, the lack, lack of respect. respect. <laughs> oh, he was a gift. And then did, did you remember any Biff, do you remember anything about his TV show? The Norm show? It lasted three years. He was an ex-NHL player, banned for life for gambling and tax evasion. I I didn't even remember that. You know, it's kind of vaguely, but it never really entered my mind. I now that you say it, it kind of like, you know, yeah, but I, no. yeah, I don't, yeah, I never I don't think I really watched it though. Um, it was it was it was your absolute middle of the road regular ABC late or mid to late nineties right. uh, sitcom. Like nothing special about it, but it was fine. It was okay. Uh, but it turned out the sad the sad, I think one of the sad things about it is how autobiographical it was. Did you know that he was like had a real lifelong gambling problem? Oh, I did not know that. Wow. That, yeah, that he's gone broke a few times. You know, and it, and he says he blames it because he at one time won an obscene amount of money, like playing craps, like mm. in Vegas that, yeah. you know, he spent the rest of the time, like trying to like chase that dragon back. So whether it was, you know, making fun of himself, but he was, he was an ex NHL player living in New York, wow. uh, banned for life for gambling and tax evasion. Did you, do you remember it at all, Jody? You watch a couple episodes this week to, to get in the groove i haven't rewatched norm because i don't know if anybody's streaming the norm show anywhere <laughs> right, I, don't, right, I think even yeah. youtube might not, not even uh, no i didn't actually check it out but uh i do remember watching episodes of the show in like 2000 when it was first on um 
And um, actually, if while, while we're in this era of Norm, I do want to bring up that while he was promoting the Norm show, because he did a lot of promotion for the Norm show, um, he went on, which was probably the ar- arguably the opposite of Celebrity Jeopardy. He was on Celebrity Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Wow. And he did phenomenally well. Wow. Phenomenally well, which I was actually rewatching just before we uh, started the podcast here. He... Um, he made it all the way to $500,000. He was one question away from the million. And I actually, I, I unfortunately, I forget what the question was at the million dollar mark, but he had run out of lifelines and he was just like, he's a gambling guy, you know? Like the, the question before to get to the 500,000 was like uh, this Broadway musical uh, incorporated works of both Samuel Beckett and John Lennon. And he's not a Broadway guy. He is not a Broadway guy. But he used he to had, work on Broadway. <laughs> right. He, yeah. I think he worked near Broadway. He near Broadway. Off, off I've been over the Americas or something like that. So, yeah, yeah he, he gets to it. And he's just like, he has no lifelines left. Yeah. If he gets it wrong, he loses 120 something thousand dollars. And he's like deducing what it might be based on like, he's like, I heard old Calcutta, old Calcutta's dirty. And it takes place in India and has some dark themes. And John, John, uh, Samuel Beckett is dark. Uh, D. Old Calcutta, final answer. Just like, uh, like, just like that. Like he didn't even like he thought about it, but then when he was ready to go, he just went for it and he won. He like he's that's how hot of a gambler he was. Like he wow. But then I think something pulled him back at the million dollar. Like you know he couldn't do it, but he knew. But he knew the answer. Because they did that thing afterwards, so he he did a, a fantastic. Oh, I hate, like I always hate that. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, you you would have won. Your life would have been phenomenally better forever going forward if you. Well, that's just... for charity, though, right? Yeah, but it, it, the the reason I bring it up is because he was a, a a very he played kind of an aloof and probably was very aloof personality, but he was a really smart guy. Like oh, he crazy smart, yeah. yeah. He, you know, he was, and you can see like the progression of like him, you know, going through the lifeline, going through the the questions, and you know, he's just like, you know, he starts off kind of aloof and goofy, and then like he gets down to it when it gets to the big money, and he kind of, you know, really shows like how he shows how knowledgeable he is and how like thought out he is. So, which was like I think I surprised everybody, including Regis Philbin. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny because. I don't know exactly when he said it, but he talked about the wave of comedians who ended up getting their own TV show. I mean, that's always been a thing. And he's like, so, so this is how Hollywood works. What, why am I doing Norm MacDonald? Because this Dude, is how everybody Hollywood- does everybody. Cause you can't not do Norm MacDonald <laughs> when you talk as Norm MacDonald. This is how Hollywood works. Uh, that they, they come up to you and say, you're, you're a really great standup. How do you feel about being a really mediocre actor? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's, uh, that's I mean, he never fooled himself into thinking I'm going to be a thespian, you know, right? because uh, he, he never played anything where he wasn't norm. You know what I mean? He never... Right. And then he, I remember him going on like the Howard Stern show and, you know, doing those long form interviews and talking about his his acting and what his method was. And, you know, he would be like that type of actor where, you know, I'd be doing a scene. Right. And then, um, you know, like I was in a scene with a. Uh, with Woody Harrelson, right? We were doing the Larry Flint movie, and I was a reporter, and he's Larry Flint, and he's like, ah, rah, rah, you know, and I'll, and he's like really good. So like, you know, he comes up to me, he's like, so you want a drink? And I'm like, yeah, 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 sure, why not? We're on the set, you know, and you know, and I'm like, yeah, and he's like, yeah, so uh, you you want a drink? It's like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I do kind of want a drink. And all of a sudden, you hear the director yell, "Cut, Norm, what are you doing?" And he's like, what? oh, we're in the movie. I thought, <laughs> and you know, Woody Harrelson is that good of an actor. Whereas I, if you're talking to my, to me as my character name, I'm like, who the hell is this? Who the hell's Mitch? You know, like <laughs> I'm Norm. I didn't realize you were talking to me. So, you know, he was not an actor by any stretch of the imagination, but um, yeah, I think because he couldn't really, even though despite him not being able to, act as like anything but himself he made many attempts and some of which were like you know middling to okay success you know like after the norm show was on the air for a couple of years 
I think there, he took like, you know, I don't know. I, I forget what he done, what he had done prior to his next outing, which was a minute with Stan Hooper. Do you remember that? I do vaguely, but just vaguely. I, I think, wasn't he like an Andy Rooney type? Yes. Yeah. But he was like in a small town or am I misremembering that? I forget what the, was what that the, a comedy central thing. I no, that was Fox. That was Fox. Okay. Yeah. But that was like a mid two thousands thing. Um, it, yeah. Um, how, how, how much further I'm trying to look at my notes and see if I want to like jump ahead. Do, do, do you have any favorite bits before we go go on to like the, the talk show stuff? You know, one of my, one of my favorite bits I've always loved is when he talks about, you know, his uncle dying of like, you know, sadly, he's talking about his uncle dying of cancer. Goes, and people don't die anymore. They they don't just get old and die. They they battle heroically. <laughs> you know, he he battled cancer and then, and then he, you know, then he, oh, he he lost his he lost his battle to cancer. It's like so when my uncle was battling cancer, I would uh, go visit him in the hospital and he'd be uh, battling cancer by being hooked up to a bunch of machines watching Matlock. <laughs> that's, that's how, that's how he was battling cancer. And, and then he had lost his battle and it's like, I, you know, but, but doesn't the cancer die when, when you die? I, I say it's a draw. I got this friend, Paul and, uh, and he has a disease and he's, he's an alcoholic and you know, it, it is, it's, it, it's a real disease. I can, Imagine him talking to my uncle, you know, it's like, oh, you know, uh, what do you got? Oh, um, I got leukemia. What about you? It's like, I got alcoholism. Oh, so tell me your symptoms. Oh, I, I wake up every day in excruciating pain and I take this medication and it doesn't really seem to help the pain, but they say I might be getting a little better. What about you? It's like, oh, well, well, sometimes uh, uh, I get happy. sometimes i i go to a bar and uh and i meet a lady who has the same disease and uh and 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 then we 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 drink and then we fuck and then uh that's my disease so so if you're gonna get a disease you 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 got the best one i i I told them you know yeah, I mean, there were so many great Norm bits. I mean, his er, one of his earlier bits was, uh, and which was actually recently referenced by Steve Martin as one of his favorite bits of Norm's stand-up was, uh, you know, you know, I watch these weird shows on 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 the TV, on the TV, right? And uh, they got like weird sports, you know, like that's the weird sports, like cliff diving, like you know, cliff diving is funny because there's only two types of cliff divers. There's grand champion and stuff on a rock. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like one of his earlier bits. Um, one of, but one of my favorite, like more recent bits um, was of course the, the one that he closed out the uh, run on late in, uh, the late show with David Letterman with, uh, you know, um, I don't know if you all are history buffs, right. But uh the worst country, in my opinion, in the world is Germany, because <laughs> Germany, right, in the earlier part of the 20th century, uh, they decided to go to war. And who do they choose as their enemy? The world. So <laughs> and you figure, oh, yeah, you know, uh, that that'll take like five minutes. You know, the world will, you know, pretty much defeat Germany. Turns out it was close. <laughs> <laughs> then, of course, for the second time, Germany decides to choose as its foe the world (laughs) and then you know it's even closer and so you figure like after the second time the world would just go uh yeah germany uh you don't get to be a country no more on account of you keep starting wars with the world (laughs) um so so let's get into his appearances on the late night shows and we talk about it a lot the, the special relationships different people have with different hosts and, and some of them, you know, a Martin short, you know, a, you know, closed out Conan and some other people, but honestly, Conan and, and his, his relationship, you know, with, with Norm Macdonald was the best. And there's just the two things that I don't know how many times I saw in the last two weeks since she's passed. But the moth joke, um, which 
it's top 10 talk show moments of all time. And it's such a bad joke. It's such a, it's such a, you know, and it's actually not only is it bad, it's really old. It's really old. And it's like he saw and I guess the story behind it, he did a segment and I don't know if somebody flaked or whatever, but after a segment like Conan's like, hey, I need you to stick around and do another segment. And he's like, what? Yeah, yeah. The I, producer I, I, told I'm, him, it's like, I need you to do the second segment. I'm like, done. I don't think, yeah. And he goes, and he, and he had her um, uh, Colin Quinn tell this joke like years before. Like, he, he, bright, he brushed off, it's like, oh, on the drive over, you know, the guy that you had picked me up to. It. And then Conan's whole thing, it's like, how long was the car ride? <laughs> the joke right, because it was an eight minute joke. He took a, he he took like a regular kind of street joke of Mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, a moth is, you know, feeling uh, down on himself and he's feeling a podiatrist and he goes to a podiatrist and he's telling the podiatrist that he's feeling down and all that stuff. And I'm not going to ruin the joke, but he then launches into a Tolstoy play like (laughs) this. It's like, you know, he gives the moth like this backstory, like a Russian name and how the. Uh, he, you know, he wakes up, you know, or he's laying in bed with his wife and he doesn't recognize her anymore as Goes the woman the children who have yeah. the most Russian Slovak names. <laughs> yes, it, it's literally a Tolstoy play. And then like then he circles around to the, the eventual like anticlimactic punchline. But the whole. It's not the destination; it's the journey with Norm's jokes. <laughs> he, kind, well, he kind of did an aristocrats on it, yeah, right? I mean, right, exactly. And and the other, just the best of the best, Conan's hosting the Tonight Show. I don't know if it's his last week hosting the Tonight Show, and Norm comes out with a gift basket, and just he's like, "Oh, I I got this for you six months ago," <laughs> and, then, and then it's the same thing, kind of rambling thing. It's like he's a procrastinator, and Conan's like, "You've been on the show like four times in the last six months." Like, I I always forget to bring it, but I I I thought I brought it today, and I got the card. <laughs> you know? Oh, and and you know the clip I'm talking. Biff, do you know the clip I'm talking about? Uh, which one? Uh, so Conan Conan's this is uh, the gift one. Yeah, Conan's okay, been, so yeah, I've not seen it. Yeah, so Conan's yeah. been let go. Yeah, you know, and right. I'll post it. But he's playing out the string. He has like two more weeks, and it's his last week. And so here's Norm McDonald. You will do it so much better, Joe. So so tell about the card. He, he it's like a fruit basket, and he pulls the card out, and he goes, um, "Congratulations on hosting, on being the next, the new host of the Tonight Show." <laughs> this is a job. This is a, a, a an accomplishment. That no one can take away from you. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, it's, the new, you know, the Con- new, you're the new king of late night. Right. The new yeah. king of late king, night. Yeah. yeah. He was, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, and it, the yeah. most prudent decision yeah. NBC executives have <laughs> ever made. And Conan nice. is dying. Yeah. Just absolutely. And it's one of those things where it's gallo humor, you know, at, at, you know, literally. <sighs> While you're white waiting for the executioner to like, you know, cut the rope and have the guillotine thing come down. And he just and it's just so cringeworthy, hysterical and awesome. Um, Yeah, those are my two favorite moments. I mean, you know what my favorite moment is, of course. I mean, Biff, do you have a specific one that you that pops out? You you know, mine is similar to you. I actually like one of this. There's an ancient, ancient routine that he did where he was talking about how stupid people are because you know like they they heard you know they heard a vo- the voice of the devil make him do something and then he just kind of goes on this other tangent where like so he started talking about some guy who basically you know like he always does right he kind of extends stuff he has all these details about what he did you know like oh yeah you know so and he's like telling the devil, oh, you know, uh, you know, I killed my family like you instructed and then I cut him up and blah, blah, blah. And and, you know, just like you instructed and I'm about to bury them, you know, whatever. And so there's a whole whatever. And then at the end, he goes and, you know, and as you commanded, you know, you know, uh, my dark lord or whatever. And then he plays the, you know, the devil on the other side. He goes, hey, it's me, Bob. And, you know, it's like, and it's like, basically it was a prank, you know, so that's like the premise of it. Oh my God. Oh my God. You got me again, Bob. And, you know, right. I mean, that's the whole thing. Right. I mean, 
<laughs> oh, Bob, you, you got me. I, I cut up my family there. <laughs> yeah. So, so before Joe They're goes into this, so, so this is one of those other things that Joe will just randomly text me what he's about to tell you, just the punchline. But the night he passed, falling down the rabbit hole, this was the one thing that I made, you know, um, you know, the wife sit down and watch with me. And of course she knew the woman who was on that, you know, Joe will get into. And I was literally giddy just waiting for it because I knew her reaction was going to be, it's like, it's the first time she got to see it, Joe. So she didn't know. She knew it was something funny that she'd like it, but her reaction was, it, it was, it's like one of those moments where, Oh, I wish I was seeing it for the first time, but, but, Go ahead. So in 1995, uh, late night with Conan O'Brien, Norm sits down as you know, per usual, he does a segment and then uh, he actually sticks around for the second guest who that night was Courtney Thorne Smith, the actress probably best known at the time for being on Melrose Place. Uh, she comes on very nice. Uh, they're having a good conversation, but Norm's kind of, you know, being his norm self, like he's constantly kind of interjecting whenever he sees an opportunity to kind of, you know, make some sort of snarky remark, but not in a mean, well, maybe kind of in a mean way, but a playfully mean way. And Conan knows that he's, he's got uh, a monster on the other side of this guest <laughs> yeah. that he has to, you know, get through this portion of with. And so Courtney Thorne Smith starts to reveal that she, you know, is no longer on Melrose Place because uh, she's, you know, moving on with her, the next chapter in her in her career, which is um, at that time a movie that she was making uh, co-starring in with uh, Carrot Top, the uh, the prop comic. And um, not to be confused with the other Carrot Top. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, this is for the audience. Tell the folks out there who Carrot Top is, Joe. So uh, Norm leans leans in and goes, wait a minute. You left Melrose Place to do a movie with Carrot Top? (laughs) In, uh, you know, so it's like Conan's like trying to put keep Norm at bay. But it's it's to it's to no use because every time something comes up about this carrot top movie he's on it you know they're like we're not sure you know the, you know the, the the name of the movie is yet to be determined or in the works or something like that according to conan and uh norm goes hey you know you know what would be a good name <laughs> for a carrot top movie what's that norm box office poison <laughs> and andy richter is dying. There are people doing CPR to revive him because he is dead. He's like, Conan's like, Courtney Thorne Smith, the woman sitting to your left is also in the movie. He's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm going to go see it because I like her. She's like a good actress and talk show lady. And then <laughs> finally, mercifully, Conan wraps up the interview and he's talking her out, you know, kind of plugging her next venture or whatever. And he he you know circles back to the carrot top movie. So you're going to be in a new carrot top movie titled to be determined. And she just blurts out chairman of the board. Like, oh, Conan surprised. You know, kind of a dead-ish silence. Norm uh he, he Conan looks over to Norm and he goes, do something with that, you freak. And then the <laughs> audience laughs and it's like, oh yeah, you know, we're gonna wrap up now. And then all of a sudden you hear Norm goes, I bet the board is spelled (laughs) B-O-R-E-D. And then Conan just stands up. He's he's doubled up. Like he's threw in the towel. They didn't have enough EMTs on set that night to do both Andy Richter and Conan O'Brien. And the look Um, on Conan's face is like, what did I do? Like, 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 you know, I mean, I cheated up. And the other thing is, like, he had he didn't know her from Melrose Place. He knew her from being on a talk show that's opposite of Conan that he saw her on like on the, the day before. Tom Snyder show, right? He's like, yeah, the competing show of Conan O'Brien. That's where Norm saw Courtney Thorne Smith. So it was just all around awful. But when I I was telling Jacques, when I saw that live, watching it that night, I had an awakening. I was like, oh, 
this is what talk shows are supposed to be like. This is what like Johnny Carson had with Don Rickles. You know, this is like, this is my generation's Don Rickles is Norm Macdonald. So then after that, well, you know, if you go back for just a few weeks, right. It, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's like Charles Grodin and David Letterman. Right. I mean, right. You know, Every, everybody bad. has theirs, but everybody right? has theirs, yes. but, but literally Norm Macdonald and Conan just again, yeah. to have John Oliver call it out uh, yeah. from the Emmys to have Seth Meyers take part of his monologue and say, you know, go watch everything every time he was on Conan and stuff like that. But, but yeah, that, that, that board thing. So, so sometimes just randomly I'll be sitting there and sometimes I'm not having the best day and my phone will ping and I'll look down. It will be a message from Joe, no context, just chairman of the board and, (laughs) and life gets a lot better. You know what I mean? It's like life stops being shitty and you don't and, want to go to the rickety stool store <laughs> or the rope store. Yeah, I, I, I don't. But the coupon's going to expire. And so I kind of I still feel like I should make that trip. But um, it's but, no mistake. Those two stores, by the way, the, the rope <laughs> store and the rickety stool store are always next to each other. You know, it's it, it, not it, an it, accident. It, it's you know, it, it's a uh, it's a uh, location, location, location. Um, I wonder if Courtney Thorne Smith like feels like that appearance actually ruined her career and not the actual bad decision of making a movie with Carrot Top and leaving Melrose Place, you know, in the process. I mean, I was telling Jacques the same thing when he said that Courtney Thorne Smith ruined her career. She did go on to star with Jim Belushi on, uh, according to Jim, for like seven oh seasons. right right she was on that's so right. like i said she ruined she, her career I, right i stand you know, by what i said <laughs> you're right she could have been in uh, melrose place uh the reunion um yeah, yeah. you know who else actually who else on melrose place do you know uh i i never watched it but yeah. i i know management did but that that wasn't our demographic uh, is that, you know is that luke perry is that no luke that perry was one? uh no is that that was, how dare you how dare you r.i.p you know i I can't tell those, you know, shows apart. I never watched any of it. One Tree Hill, on the other hand. <laughs> now, yes. now, 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 that still, was, that oh, was programmed. still don't know that one. Yeah. No, no, no. I, if, if there's one thing I've said about Biff, I've said a thousand times. He's a Dawson Creek guy. Just, just, just tried and true Dawson. Still. Okay. You have derailed. <laughs> um, so, so Norm MacDonald, again, uh, 61. It's it's crazy that when we saw him two years ago, he was, you know, battling cancer, yeah. you know, but 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 truly he has he has so many jokes about dying and death and dealing with death. You know, one of his routines from a few years ago, he talked about it's like all these politicians out there, you know, the the, the most important issue is is employment and unemployment. It's the most important issue. It's like now I'm going to. Vote for the candidate who addresses not getting old and dying. <laughs> like that, <laughs> I, I would say that is the biggest issue of, of, of the times is getting old and dying. Before you guys wrap up, I do want to mention more stuff about Norm that we don't I don't want to overlook. Um, one of the other my other favorite bits on Saturday Night Live was Norm wasn't a big sketch guy, although when he appeared in sketches, they were pretty fun, pretty darn funny and one of the ones was that was perfect norm mcdonald was the the the, uh, the west side story spoof where he's in a gang that's you know in like in west side story and you know like a 50s gang and they're on a stoop and they're talking about like all right you know tonight we're gonna get those sharks and then all of a sudden you hear like the snapping and then it's like you know everybody starts you know some one guy stands up and does a uh, a, a quick like one minute number does like a little dance and then sits back down and music stops norm looks over and he goes what the hell was that were you were, were you dancing and then yeah so like he's the one guy in this whole group of characters that doesn't realize that he's in a musical you know so like, <laughs> and, and then the sharks come and then they have like a big choreograph and i was like did you guys rehearse and i wasn't <laughs> <laughs> like no this is just sort of spur of the moment you know he does this thing with his arm and so i just sort of followed his lead um and then the other thing that we probably should mention is that um he was i think 
his name was bandied about as maybe doing or taking over for Letterman um, when uh, when Letterman retired from CBS. Mm. Probably not in a serious way, but I think in the in the comedy world, they're like Norm McDonald should probably host a show. And I think that was I think that's what Norm was trying to do in his later years mm. was kick off some sort of a, a, a talk show, which he kind of did on a, you know, a very funny level, but a very Norm McDonald, you, 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 you're either with him or you're against him kind of thing. He was not fit for a broadcast audience. <laughs> you know, he tried the, the, uh, he had like a, a, a comedy central sports show for like half a season kind of mm. deal that didn't go anywhere, but his YouTube show, the Norm McDonald live, with uh, when he had that co-host with the guy from the comedy store, Adam Eget. Um, he that that's where I think you Norm probably shone the best in in his later years. You know, his stand-up's great, but just like just the his wry sense of humor, his uh, his delivery, you know, like telling the jokes that he thinks and knows are funny and doesn't give a shit if they're not going to get the laughs that he thinks they deserve. Well, neither one of us are big readers, but I almost got his book a couple of years ago that it wasn't like depressing or like self-defeating, but he was very acknowledged. Like he's always an outsider looking in because, you know, he, he thought these things were funny and he didn't want to do things that he didn't think was like really funny. And that YouTube show is the perfect example. It's like, you know, he, he was, uh, he was not going to get canceled by anybody but himself. You know what I mean? I mean when I sent you that first clip, he, his first guest on that YouTube show was uh, Bob Einstein, Super Dave Osborne. So cringy and, and great. You, it, you can't say that. Right. Oh, so man. like the, 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 the format of the show was, Norm would ask, you know, questions off a blue card and his co-host Adam Eget would kind of be like the dullard, you know, and the kind of the outsider that was just invited to the party, you know, like the friend, the best friend that just happened to be at the coolest party in town. But uh, one of the other parts of the show was they would do this segment where they would read, you know, freshly written jokes, um, you know, Norm type jokes at the end, right off like a stack of blue cards. And he would ask, you know, their guests to read them cold, where I don't think they did this with Bob Einstein, but the one joke that stood out to me with the Bob Einstein episode was Norm reading the joke that said, uh, uh, golden shackles would be a great retirement (laughs) gift for a really good slave. And (laughs) Bob Einstein looks over and goes, what are you doing? (laughs) You can't say that. I'm not a part of this. I'm not a part of this. What's happening? And that was the first episode. Oh Uh, oh my God. And that's where uh, the last episode, then that actually spring that moved him over to the YouTube show where he was actually friends with talk about being not friends with people in high places with Don Olmeyer to friends with people in high places he was friends with Ted Sarandos from Netflix right. and Ted loved him and he gave him the show. And uh, the, the last episode of that was Jim Carrey uh, as the guest. And that's where Jim Carrey, where I heard the story of Jim Carrey talking about how Tommy Lee Jones. Go ahead. You, <laughs> tell the story. <laughs> I, 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 this is something, this is something else. And on a routinely basis, I text Joe, the phrase you're about to hear. Yeah, so Nor- he's there on Norm's show, and and uh, Jim Carrey's telling the story about how uh, he had his first kind of meeting with Tommy Lee Jones, who was co-starring with him in Batman Forever, and uh, this was before filming principal photography was going to start, and he's at a restaurant, and then one of the like the maitre d or something comes up to Jim Carrey and says. Oh, by the way, uh, Tommy Lee Jones is here as well. I understand you two are working together. Um, you know, maybe you'd like to go meet him or he's sitting right over there. And so Jim Carrey goes over to introduce himself and he goes, hi, Tommy, um, I am Jim Carrey. You know, I'm looking forward to working with you. And, um, you know, I just want to say it's a great honor to be on the same project as, as uh, somebody like yourself. And Tommy Lee Jones 
you know, kind of looks at him kind of sternly and he shakes his hands and then he grabs his arm with his other hand, pulls Jim Carrey in and he goes, leans in and says, I hate you. I <laughs> despise you. And then he said the line that will echo in my mind forever. He says, Tommy Lee Jones says to Jim Carrey, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> <laughs> and that was his first meeting with uh, Tommy Lee Jones. No. My God. Because you wonder, it's like, you know, and, and I don't know, you know, we could look it up. Like how often, because they're around the same age, Junk, you know, uh, I'm Jim Carrey and Norm MacDonald, and they're both from Canada. So they probably yeah. came up through the Canadian circuit and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you know, I'm so thankful that you got the tickets and that we, we we're not sitting here talking about, oh, we should have seen him when we could have. Thank you so much for for you know taking me to that norm show and 2019 joe that was absolutely great um and it is it's been a really bittersweet couple of weeks just going back and like reliving all the great stuff i did not rewatch dirty works but i think i will and i i will now also go on a quest i guarantee you i guarantee you because it was 54 episodes there's a box set out there of the norm show maybe you know maybe right <laughs> after we finish doing our get a life podcast where we dissect each and every episode we'll we'll transition into a norm uh the norm show but it was absolutely great if you got any closing thoughts on norm no i except to say kind of going back to the other point that you made it and i think that if he had been doing the weekend update, like in the current scenario, I'm almost thinking that he he would have done better only because, well, two reasons. I think pe- people's humors have kind of caught up a little bit more to the kind of stuff that Norm delivers. I think that that stuff was just a little too far ahead of time. And I, and the, I think the second part is I thought a lot of his stuff on weekend update was great, but the audience didn't. I, and I don't know if you had that same reaction, right? I mean, and so I'm thinking, you know, it wasn't really, you know, it hurt that the audience didn't react because people, I think, assumed that the joke sucked because the audience re- didn't react. But I thought his stuff was like really, really good. Like I really, really liked his weekend updates. And it's just one of those things where if he had a no audience, like, you know, Seth Meyers deliver- delivered for, you know, 14 months without an audience. Right. Or maybe he's still without. No, an he's, audience. he's still going without an audience. It's yeah. funny that you say that yeah. because he does like there are some jokes that he knows if there was an audience there. Yeah. yeah. That it would have bombed and he yeah. recognizes it. You know what I mean? In, in a funny, very norm way. But like Joe was saying earlier, it's like that's one of the great things. It's like, yeah. you know, just because you don't laugh doesn't mean it's not hysterical. Absolutely. And norm and knows that's the that. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think no. that's that, that's the unfortunate thing about norm. I think it, there was there was that timing issue, I think. That was because re- I think, you know, he was a much better talent than uh, he got the notoriety. Right. Yeah, I think um, I think that's what drew me to him the most was that he was just so ballsy and he would tell the jokes that he knew weren't going to get the big laughs. But he's like, these are funny jokes. These need to be told. I ha- It's my duty to tell these right. jokes because I think they're funny. Um and one final thing I want to say about the weekend update stuff is that, you know, I, you know, at one time fancied myself a sketch performer, if you remember, Jacques, and uh, we took over Misty's Kitchen. We did sketches there live uh, on, on, on public access television. And one of them, one of my sketches that I wrote uh, was the Norm Macdonald weekend update where I tried to do a Norm Macdonald. And man, I, I actually do. I still have the tape. I watched it. <laughs> And it is it's not on YouTube. Nope. It, it, it won't be. It won't Come on. I, unless you want YouTube to stop uh, being a thing. Uh, <laughs> it won't be on YouTube. But like one joke I am proud of my one norm joke. I do want to share with you. is it, It's a very dated 90s joke. But just think back. Send yourself back to 1998. Um, there was um, an Amtrak accident. You know, it was like a derailment. And, uh, you know, it was like a, a two days old this accident um but um you know and th- but this was like a, an, a a very frequent occurrence with these amtrak accidents they were just being i guess the tr- the trains were getting you know old or whatever they were derailing or whatever so 
my joke was um, uh, an Amtrak train derailed in, you know, Sioux City, Iowa to, uh, yesterday. And, uh, you know, thankfully nobody was injured, but um, their investigators are still trying to find out the cause of this accident. One possible lead, however, has been discovered. Along the side of one of the cars is the word Amtrak. <laughs> <laughs> That's like what, the one joke I didn't yeah. butcher. Um, but take yes, your that skate was, around. Nice. Yeah, skate that's, around. So that's my little, that's my tribute to Norman, yep. uh, a 23 year old joke about, um, a near fatal train. <laughs> it stands up. It stands up. I, I, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say it, you know, Joe, I hope it doesn't take another passing of another comic legend to have you jump on with, with Biff and I, because you know the the more that other people talk, the less I talk, which this makes this a much better. Even <laughs> even if what you're saying is jumbled nonsense, it's nice to have jumbled nonsense coming from another voice other than mine. Well, uh, there's Biff. There's Biff. You have a co-host, right? Not just but, the you. Spend most of my time trying to shut him up. I mean, you know, all right? Yeah. Trying, trying. You know, but 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 you know, it, it, it's a really a true person job, Joe. So so <laughs> please don't wait for somebody to die before joining us again. Um, it's it again. It's always bittersweet. I am. I always say I'm going to post stuff. I'm. I liked and reforwarded stuff, but maybe I'll try to put a tweet together that actually has, you know, our favorite clips, the, the board, uh, the moth joke, uh, the gift basket and, and turd Ferguson. Well, I, I, know, think, I think that's yeah. the top four for me. Well, that, and you know, the other thing is to, you know, to try to bring Joe back again. I mean, we, you know, John, Jock and I did these, you know, musical themed, you know, lists. Right. And I think that's the kind of thing, you know, you for another non-musical stuff. I mean, come on, Joe. You know, we'll pick, you know, maybe pick a theme that, you know, we can kind of discuss or even you and Jock can discuss and I could just mediate g game show hosts. Didn't or... we do uh, three and a half years of my lists of no, things no, that no. I liked? <laughs> actually, actually, everything got erased off the net and, and it's a, no, but you I know, mean, you know, it's, but yeah, now it's, there's six yeah. different people listening. So we yeah. can, you know, oh, I tell the same joke twice at no comedian ever. <laughs> but I mean, it's one of those things where you have to mediate like a position with Jock, you know, stuff like that. You know, it's just I mean, there's a negotiation that goes on. And, you know, Jock being, you know, well, let's just say it's negotiating Sexy. with Jock. Um, that wasn't the word I was looking for. I think it was closer <laughs> to Amtrak. Uh, but... <laughs> See what he did there. Right. As he called back to your. Uh, no, th this was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's bittersweet. Um you know, thank goodness that there is so much, you know, norm material out there. But it was it was it was fantastic seeing you, Joe. It was always a delightful spending some time with you, Biff. Yep. Um, and I think uh, I think that wraps it up. And I'm not sure what we'll go out on, but here's another clip of Norm being awesome. Jaws, <laughs> a petite déjeuner. That category is about French phrases, so let's just skip it. Hey, uh, I speak a little French. You're an ass bite. Pardon my French. <laughs> my name's French. Yeah, well, who gives a damn? Moving on. Animal sounds, condiments, and finally, your ass or a hole in the ground. Mr. Reynolds, unfortunately, you're in the lead, so we'll start with you. Yeah, I'll take the uh, condom thing for uh, 8,000. That's condiments. <laughs> for 400. This condiment is made from mustard seeds. French Stewart. The answer, of course, is onions. I'll take condiments for 800. Thank you. That's not the right answer. Burt Reynolds. That's not my name. Okay, Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, what do you want? <laughs> you buzzed in. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Yeah, well, that's your opinion. <laughs> I hate my job. The answer was mustard. Mustard is made from mustard seeds. Mr. Reynolds, it's still your board. Yeah, well, uh, why don't you give me, uh, <clears throat> why don't you give me eight tit for 200? 
It's not eight tips. <laughs> it's a petite, never mind. Let's just go to animal sounds for 600. <laughs>